What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have two special guests. Um, they are from Ding King. Ding King is one of the most recognizable names in the PDR industry. They are known for their training facilities and the amount of techs that they train, but they are much more than that. Today, we talk with Todd, the owner, and James, the lead trainer, about how it all started and where it's going. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you much. Yeah, man. So how I like to get every podcast started, because I'm curious about this. Uh, how did you find this weird little niche of PDR that we're all in? In 1993, I was transitioning out of a finance uh, business, and I was looking to start an automotive type company. And uh, at the same time, I was looking for a business to start. I had uh, gone to buy my wife a car, and there was a dent in the door. The sales guy said, come back in an hour and we'll have that thing fixed. An hour later, I came back. The dent was gone. I'm smelling for paint fumes. I'm <laughs> touching it for, you know, a, a little soft finish. And he told me there was a guy that uh, took tools and miraculously took dents out of cars in 10, 15 minutes. Uh, I looked it up in Entrepreneur Magazine, found a school that I can go to. And uh, a few months later, I had gone to school came back, realized uh, four days of training wasn't going to cut it. And I mirrored a, a local technician and paid him some money to follow him around for a few weeks. And from there, just hard work, lots of practice, and uh, a business was born. That was back in uh, August of 93. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. So so a couple clarifying questions. Why, why automotive? You're like, I want to start a business in automotive. Was there a particular reason for that? Yeah. I, I love cars. I was yeah. thinking about becoming a, a wholesaler. I didn't want to go work for somebody. I wanted mm -hmm. my own business. And it was either going to be a car wholesaler or some sort of uh, something in the body shop world because I'd invested in a, in a body shop, one of my friends owned. Gotcha. So nice. it was body shop or uh, wholesaler. Gotcha. And where did you end up training? You said you looked up, found a training school at Entrepreneur Magazine, which is kind of shocking, I guess. Someone was like advertising their training school in the magazine. It was advertising training. I don't even remember the name of it. They're okay. gone now. Um, they had 10 guys show up for training with uh, uh, a lot of money. They took yeah. the money and their instructor was nonetheless the shipping clerk for the company. Their Their regular trainer had no showed because his checks were bouncing. So they just so, like, this guy can teach it. <laughs> yeah, he teaches. He can walk and talk and and, and fake people out for uh, four days. Wow. And he did just that. I ended it, up going back and they laughed and said, no wonder you didn't learn it. Uh, you were learning from Juan, our, our, our shipping clerk. <laughs> they thought it was funny, but it, at the time it wasn't funny at all. It Do you remember how much that. money you spent for that advanced training? Fun. 25,000 bucks. 25 grand. It's a good chunk of money in 93. Good chunk of money today. Definitely oh, good chunk in 93. <laughs> um, do you remember the tech that you shadowed? Uh, his name was Vladimir. He was uh, a Russian guy out of the yeah. San Fernando Valley. Gotcha. Did he train, you know, if he trained from like a dent pro guy or a dent wizard guy, or he just kind of did no, it on his he own? He dent just... wizard. Okay. Yeah. So, and he was in the yeah, LA area. Like most people back in the uh, early nineties, yeah. it was Dent Wizard. Yeah, Dent Wizard, a little bit of Dent Pro on the West Coast starting around 93 um, for the most part. So, all right, so that's fascinating. So you're like, uh, got to get out of finance, want to go to automotive, find a guy, 25 grand, terrible, go back. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, it was terrible. This guy ships packages. Okay, so that's pretty funny. So, so 93, you're, you're let's say, fixing dents. Whether you can or can't, <laughs> you're fixing dents. Well, what, what I had done was I had shown my business plan to yeah. my second instructor at that company. Okay. He read over my business plan. He says, you've got some pretty, uh, pretty uh, ambitious goals. He said, you're going to need somebody that knows how to do PDR. And he offered his services. So he says, if you move me out, 
to California and uh, give me five grand a month and a little percentage of what I do, uh, I'll have you shadow me and continue your learning. And I did that for a year. And that proved to be really, really beneficial because going to school is one thing. You can only learn so much in a, in a designated period of time. Yeah. It comes down to practical experience and knowing what to do and what not to do and trial by error. I mean, it's that's what the business is all about. 100%. Yeah. And so it's interesting. So I know we talked a little a while back and my dad started Dent Pro in 91, which is Northern California thing. And he had a business partner <clears throat> who was essentially the business partner was kind of more in your position who like ran the business, had the ideas, the business plan, the sales, that person. And my dad was a, the technician, essentially. He, he, he did the bulk of the other guy fixed dents too, but my dad did the bulk of the work and had that kind of passion and skill for it. And right. so you were on the other end of that. You were like, came out of finance, understood business plans, understood, you know, growth strategies, projections, let's, you know, let's say somewhere along that line, maybe I'm not speaking exactly what you were, you were thinking, but you understood yep. that. And this guy's like, Hey, I can fix dents really good. You do that part and also kind of learn how to fix dents and we'll go from there. Yeah. It, you know, I was very fortunate. I had gone to a, a very high end car wash and I went in and I spoke to the manager and I let him know that I do paintless dent repair mm-hmm. and that I was prepared to be at the car wash seven days a week from eight in the morning till five at night. And that I would give him 20% of the uh, revenue we generated from any customer generated from that car wash. So even if I went mobile or went to somebody's business, I still gave that car wash 20%. And he loved the honesty over a long period of time. He turned me on to 13 other car washes. He had friends that owned car washes. So before you knew it, we were in 14 car washes in our first year in business in uh, 1994. And I had a need. For technicians, I mean, we were basically putting sales guys at the car washes, and then we would go by, and we had a scheduler who was my sister, and Sloan would schedule all the work, and and Cody and I would do our best to tackle it, but we couldn't do all the work we had, Mm -hmm. so we started training, and uh, some two years later, that's where James comes into the picture. James starts. Oh wow, ninety five, ninety six. Take it from there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was fresh out of high school and kind of in the beginning, my my early days, I was just kind of thrown in the wolves. I was with one of their one of the techs that was just, you know, out there, uh, you know, repairing dents at the at the car washes, right? Okay. And I was kind of just shadowing them. You know, I was given a tool, put a tool, you know, in my hand the first day, and they were like, "Hey, go fix a dent," and, and that was it. You know, a retail point, dent. I don't think I ever, yeah, I don't think I ever put it yeah, through two weeks of basic training with me. Yeah. And I was only so good of an instructor. So James really, really learned it hands on in the field, shadowing uh, experience guys. Fixing actual yeah. customers' cars. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Getting my butt so, kicked, cracking a lot of paint. Yeah. Let's talk about that for, for a little bit too, because my dad was around that time too. And he had guys working for him around that time. And when we think about that situation now, like how could you fix retail customers' cars week one and things like that? It was, it was a different, there was a different time. It was not, there was not nothing to compare it to every single dent that my dad and his team fixed in the nineties was compared to a body shop. So even a little bit of cracked paint, they were happy to touch up on it or a little bit of texture or some poke marks because there was really like, besides taping up duct tape and tennis balls and, all kinds of stuff to your tools. There was no soft tips or anything. And so the the perspective of quality dent repair was different, right? Is that fair to say? There was also no social media. And there was also social media. They couldn't couldn't spread the word of crack paint guy, which we all, which I I cracked a lot of paint because I started training in the early 2000s. And but I've been training, my dad was like, go to the lot and fix these cars at Hertz car sales. And, and, you know, there's a lot of cars with my name on it that I wouldn't be proud of today. <laughs> and I'm guessing yeah. you probably feel the same way looking back on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it was a different time. So I, just to clarify that when we talk about this situation, you got to think like this is the early days of the existence of what we do. And yes, guys like Lido were out there doing phenomenal dent repair at that time, but not everybody was not even we're close. 30 years ago. What's that? 30 yeah, years thir- ago. 30 years ago. Yeah incredible yeah so so J- james you were around in in 95 96 is that about right yeah and you just ended out of high school hey 
you met Todd somehow, come work, come work at this place and fix some dents. You'll, you'll be all right. A mutual friend. And, you know, yeah. like most people didn't really have a direction where they were going with, uh, yeah. you know, after high school, you yeah. know, and they're okay. I can do this. I seen a couple of dents pushed. And I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. If this guy's doing it, no problem. So you know? that that mindset is 30 years old still to this day, Last, Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we deal with it on a daily basis. You know, every Monday when we have our guys come through, our new students, right. uh, you know, I'm telling like, yeah, okay. I, I know it's going to be hard, James, for everyone else except for me because I'm really good with my hands. <laughs> I'm great with my hands. Everything <laughs> I do is it comes out, you know, it's, it's amazing. So. so funny. It is. I mean, I, okay. I remember thinking that that stuff too. So anyways, business really is, and I've said this a bunch of different times, finding a need and filling that need. Right. And so you have, you, you, you identified that within your own business, essentially. Like I need guys to know how to fix dents and they're, none of them are out there and they all think they can fix dents. So you decided to start a training school. You mentioned and that's kind of when you found James and all that. So, well, actually, when did that happen? When you, James is working for you, when did the training school really? I, like the, I, I was forced to start training myself in 1994 and 95. Because we had a need for technicians. Because you had all these car washes. Car washes. And then we had local dealerships that were kind of, a used car manager would come into the car wash and say, hey, we need you at our at our dealership. And before you knew it, you know, you had a handful of dealers. You had uh, almost 15 car washes. And we didn't have the technician base. So the only thing you could do, you couldn't go out there and hire debt guys then. There, there weren't any. No, you still barely can do that, honestly. Right. Yeah. So, uh so you, so you just said, I'm going to train them. So that, that's another interesting thing going back way back then. My dad had the same experience with like basically walking the, the, the sales pitch was so much different back then in the mid nineties, walk into a dealership, car wash, body shop, et cetera. say, Hey, I can do this. And they're like, okay, never heard of that before. You're full of right. shit, right? That type of like, really? No. And then you do they it. Were, they were dubious. Yeah. Then you do it. And they're there like, oh my God, I need you every day for all my cars. Yeah. So a fascinating thing. So you actually, right now it's a different kind of struggle. We're trying, most guys that start now are way better than we were 10, 20 years ago at fixing dents, but the, but then they're trying to find the work. The other problem was the case of the nineties. There was so much work, but no one to fix the dents. You're right on. Right on. So you were forced to start training people in that time. Um, continue on about how that kind of turned into to Ding King Training Institute or whatever. You, yeah. I think that's what you call it, right? Yeah. The, the tools that I got back in the day when I went and got trained were absolutely awful. They were just <laughs> spring steel that bent, rusted. You didn't know which way the tip was up because the handle was just a little round <laughs> handle like an hand iron. It was just archaic. So yeah. I had uh, bought some tools from A1. And A1 was my supplier, and Jerry Blem was a great, great guy, until one day he just couldn't produce the amount of tools that I needed because I had uh, somehow somebody contacted me from Japan, from Nissan Motors, and they needed PDR tools. Hmm. And uh, I went to Jerry, and I asked Jerry, I said, I need 100 sets. He couldn't do it. He turned me on to a guy named Chris Ivanoff that owned... CTC out of Springfield, Missouri. And uh, Custom Tool Crafters was the company. Him and his son, CJ, became my tool manufacturer. And uh, they made the tools and they were great. They were basically just like A1. Back in the day, it was CTC, Jerry Blem's A1, and PDQ was around back then, if you remember them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, J.D. Martin owned that company. And we were basically out there and we were peddling tools. And I did something. It was the worst business decision I'd ever made in business. I thought that I could lower my costs. And I went out of the country to have some tools made. The sample set that they sent me back were like incredible. The, 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 the heat treated tempered metal, the shine, the gloss, the, the double baked handles the color coordination and the the vibrant colors i mean they were just incredible and all 500 of those tools showed up in bulk and some were good some weren't good and it really did uh 
it did me a big disservice in the business back in 1998, 99, because I had these tools that some were good and some weren't. Hmm. And my business philosophy at the time was I just spent a lot of money. Um, I've got all these tools and we were selling the Snap-on, Mac, Maco, and Cornwell at the time, wow. these tools. So some were going to our students and back in 98, 99, uh, we basically blew through the tools with the mindset that if anybody had a defective tool, I would replace it free of charge, overnight it, and just get one from CTC or A1. And for the longest time, that damaged my reputation and, and what became the paintless debt repair industry. And I regret that decision to this day because at Ding King, our, our, our true goal and passion is always to exceed our customers' expectations and to provide nothing but the finest education tools and experience, you know, whether it's the training or onboarding them with businesses and building websites and helping them generate work through this mobile text direct platform where we, we funnel work for free to our customers. Mm -hmm. You know, that hurt our reputation back in the day. Yeah. So let's, un let's unpack that for a little bit. Cause I've, yeah. you know, if you follow the PDR forums and things like that, there is a bad rap from Dinking gets a bad rap for a few different ways. And we'll, we'll talk about all those today. Um, one of them was the tooling uh, that there were just crappy tools essentially. And, and so you had five, you had 500 sets of tools. I had 500 sets of 24 tools right and then sometimes some of the some of those tools or some of those sets like some were like there quality were six, control from overseas was let's say 50 there 50. were six of the 24 tools that bent okay gotcha so you yeah. put a hand tool under a brace and, and try to would like, bend. <laughs> yeah it would, it would twist up pretty tough to so, fix a dent like that <laughs> it, it was awful so 500 sets of 24 tools how much money did you have in all that Oh God, I have no idea. I don't remember what the cost was back in the day. Yeah. But it saved us a little bit of money. We were having problems with our vendors keeping up with Snap on Mac, Mac O'Cornwell. And that was the impetus to do it. It wasn't necessarily the cost savings. Yeah. It was having the tools in stock ready to go. And the cost savings was also a, a but I mean factor. you said it was the worst decision you ever made. You basically had you basically said, I gotta I gotta sell these things. I can't not sell yeah, them. How up, much money did you have out. wrapped up in that deal? We ended up throwing out over 200 uh, tools. Really? Yeah. So th yeah. thousands, tens of ten in, in the dumpster. Yeah. Thousands in of dollars dumpster. worth of tools. Yeah. And they just, yeah. They, it couldn't work. It, yeah. it, it was a bad situation. Yeah. No, I totally get that. So I, well, I'm curious. I'm trying to nail this down. Like you, you bought 500 sets of 24 tools. You couldn't just be like, Oh, I'm just going to order better ones at that point. My guess is you had tens of thousands of dollars in those sets of tools that you couldn't just be like, Ooh, these aren't good enough. I, I need to just put them aside and order another $30,000 with $50,000. Remember some of the tools were incredible, but the, the, yeah. the rods, right. Uh, you know, you had one rod that was a three eighths material mm -hmm. and a little bit longer that would bend. Yeah. And you had a hand tool that under tension, it would bend. So you really yeah. had just a handful of the tools that were really not yeah. good. But yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't all of the tools of that specific make or right, that, right. that specific rod yeah. in the oh, entire really? five hundred sets. So it was like hit and miss, right? So we'd get a couple of them and try them at, you know, we'd have them at schools and we'd have them there at the, you know, some of our right. local techs were using them and they were good. Then we'd get yeah. one that would bend. It's like, okay, that was the one off, let's replace it. Yeah. And then as gotcha. time went on, after you replace them for a while, you just say, the hell with this. Yeah. Let's throw these things in the trash. Yeah. Let's go order from CTC and A1 yeah. the, the quantity of tools that we need. Let's be done with this. But you it think would have been easier, obviously, if it was just that one up, you know, that one rod for all 500 sets or something, but it wasn't that yeah. way. You so know, those, 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 those tools you think or, or it did give you the bad reputation of bad tools, just the, those 500 sets. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I, I mean, we, we sell, I mean, Today, we've got B&D, um, and, and James can tell you all about the incredible tools we've got now, but we yeah. sell deck craft tools in the kits. Um, we've got some things from Anson. We've got some things from uh, CarePoint. Uh, everything that goes into these tool kits is top shelf. And as you know, 
the tool market today is completely different what the tool market was back in the day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there was like four companies back then um, that could do it. My, I remember my dad and I essentially, we mostly made all of our own tools to be perfectly honest with you. And we didn't buy very many. There would be plenty of Saturdays where we sat in the garage and, and ground up metal and bent them into random shapes to make tools. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that today just because of the time, the time it would take where I could just drop 500 bucks and <laughs> I can get a bunch of a full set of tools. But that was, that was the majority of it back then. It was really wild, wild west, I think for sure. Um, so, so while we're on that with, uh, you know, Dean King has gotten a bad rap for the tools. Uh, you guys have also gotten, I don't want to be rude here, but training mill is a word that gets thrown around with Dean King name. Where'd that come from? Why can you talk about the training mill and why you're not a training mill or sure. talk about that? You want to take first for that? Yeah, I think uh, the, yeah. the biggest thing is, you know, because of our numbers, we've always had a lot of guys that, that come through, right? And that has a lot to do with our marketing mm -hmm. or advertising and, and just putting our name out there, right? Yeah. You know, we've got a sales team at this, you know, our, our biggest thing has always been, you know, the, the, the training side of it, okay? Uh, and, and with that, it's just, you know, we, we, we really focus on our students. Okay. And so every Monday, like, like, I think we talked about this before, every Monday we have you guys starting. And I think because of the fact that we have so many guys coming through at one time, outsiders are looking at this and saying, well, that's not one-on-one -on -one training. There's no way that these guys can be learning that much or, or, or learning, you know, anything in the amount of time with that many guys on campus. Well, our, our student to instructor ratio is about three to one, three students per instructor. You know, and most guys on the forum don't comment on that. And the length, and the length of the classes are four, six, eight, and 12 weeks in length. Yeah. You know, we've got some students that come through two weeks now and two weeks in a month. But, I mean, I would say the average is about four or five weeks, the length of training they're going through. Mm -hmm. We've got four instructors at our California facility. So, in theory, if we have three and uh, four instructors at our California facility on a Monday morning, and you had 12 people show up, people on the surface go, oh, that's, that's a training mill. Well, we're not a training mill. We're training, yeah. we're professionally providing training with a high success ratio for the automotive dealer market, for the car wash and detailing and trim market, for the entrepreneurial market, and we're training veterans and we're hiring them. So we're, we're trying to do good by, by doing mm -hmm. good and we're doing well. And I, I, I always have disliked reading the word puppy mill. I've heard it about <laughs> other schools too. Yeah. yeah. But what I think is it's easy to take a dart behind a computer keyboard and say things about a company, a conglomerate with ease. It's easy for somebody to do it. Like the example, they're not taking a dart and throwing it at Corey or James or Todd. They're throwing it at the company and just with a blanket statement, oh, Dinking's a training bill. Mm -hmm. We're far from a training bill. Mm -hmm. You know, three to one student to instructor ratio. We offered a one to one over the shoulder instruction for those that want that with a separate instructor. All of our instructors are 20 to 30 years experience from Skip Phipps and, and Chase Clark to uh, James and Sal and, and other team members. So I, I take exception to it, but you know, people are entitled to say what they want to say. It doesn't make it so clearly. I have, you know, I, have a, I have a theory on that. If you don't mind me sharing, you can, yeah, what is it? Um, there's a failure rate for every trainer out there. Pick a number 30%, 20% of guys that go through PDR training will never make anything of it. Is that fair to say? Whether it's at Dinking yep. or any other yep. training company out there, there are a certain amount of, maybe some people figured out it's 10% or 20, they've lowered it. Let, let's take that theory one more step. So let me finish my thought and I will let you Go do that. So my thought is that you, the amount of people that you train a lot, more, I think more than anybody else, maybe, maybe, maybe except Dent Wizard, but I think more than anybody else you're training. So the pure number of people that have failed through Dean King training is way higher than anywhere else. Just because 20% of 10,000 is a lot more than 20% of a hundred. Exactly. So you have 2000 failed techs out there. Let's say it's 20% and you've trained 10,000. I don't know exactly. You have 2000 failed techs. Whereas a company that's trained a hundred people has 20 failed techs. 
is that I, I don't know. That's just my thought. I'm like, of course, it makes you look really bad. You have 2000 guys that have failed training, but it's because you have 8000 that have succeeded. If you're using that 80 20 ratio, does that make sense? And I feel like that's where that yeah, it's obviously larger numbers. Yeah. You know, we just got back from Mobile Tech Expo. Yeah. And uh, the amount of successful graduates making real money that come by the booth and share the success stories it was incredible. I mean, I was not there. Um, I was on family holiday. Yeah. And James and Cher and Michelle and Mel were blown away with the number of people that came by and, you know, shared their successes and the thank yous and the hugs. It's a, it's a very much a family atmosphere. If you went online, you would read hundreds of incredible reviews and then you would read a few from a, a competitor that went on and wrote a bunch of reviews, you know, under the auspice of a keyboard and a hat, really dark at night in his room and doing what he does. And that's just sling shit at people. Um, I believe everybody should be judged based on what they're doing in the industry. And we're trying to do good things and we are doing good things. You know, uh, I, I interrupt. Go ahead, James. Go ahead. Yeah. With that, you know, a couple of years back, you know, with, with social media, YouTube and everything, we wanted to open up our doors. We finally had an opportunity to say, hey, look, let, let's let's hire somebody in here, you know, a videographer, somebody come through and, and take pictures and start posting stuff. Open these doors up. We've always said it. Hey, come on down. Come take a look at our school. We do that on a daily basis. You know, whether guys actually watch and pay attention to our stuff or not, you know, we open our doors. So we can show people what's going on. We don't have 30, 40 guys in a class, you know, where all these guys are all just working on hoods the entire three weeks they're here. You know, that stuff that I, I see online on these forums, I just sit back and I laugh and say, really, you've never stepped foot in our school. You know, you've never been here because so-and-so's cousin's uncle's brother who might have known some guy at a dealership one time, maybe came through our school. And, and all of a sudden, this is kind of, so, it's so diluted by the time it actually gets online. You know, it, it's just, <clears> it, it, it's funny. We sit back and we laugh. Yeah. And, and, and in some cases, I went on there and actually, you know, said things back and, and Chase and, you know, Lee and these other guys that, you know, were with the company. But then at a certain point, it's not, it, it's, it's not, it's pointless. It goes nowhere. You know, mm, it just, yeah. it sparks something else and it just keeps going on from there. But yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that's, I, I mean, I don't think I've heard, heard it talked about publicly that way besides on, uh, on your page or whatever. So hopefully for the guys that think that maybe can at least think a little bit differently. I mean, the way I look at it, I think the biggest problem in our industry, and it's been this way since my dad started and since you guys started in the early nineties, our biggest problem is that not enough people know that we exist as an, as an industry, as a whole PDR itself. Um, I'm trying to change that, but we have four guys, right? Little, little blip, little drop in the bucket. Um, And so when I see companies like dent wizard or ding King, like large companies, I would say massive compared to, to compared to my company in, in the reach and exposure you can have, I look at that and I'm like, they have an opportunity dent wizard dinking other companies maybe dent smart is kind of up in that area as far as a bunch of different franchises have an opportunity to to change what i perceive as the biggest problem in our industry um and so i like that and i also know that it's not gonna be perfect right like every tech that works for you is not gonna do the highest quality repair or dent wizard dent wizard has a bunch of amazing techs bunch of bad ones I'm sure you guys have a bunch of amazing texts and there's some guys that mess some stuff up sometimes. Right. And so I I look at this and I'm like, these guys have an opportunity to kind of give us an all boats rise uh, feeling because of how, how much reach and how big you are. Um, And I appreciate that. So what are you guys doing as far as, as industry wide goes growing dinking training and the dent repair company? Yes. But as far as industry goes, is there any thoughts on solving that biggest problem that we have? Well, we developed a website called Mobile Text Direct, and it's free for everybody to list their company and promote their company and generate retail referrals for them in their hometown. Um, we are not going to be charging for that. Right now, the website's been in beta. We've been testing it around the United States. but we're opening it up to all the technicians across the automotive appearance repair industry. And it's, it's our way of giving back and we're gonna promote that website 
and we're going to generate leads of paying customers that are looking for quality technicians versus just going to Yelp and uh, picking a technician from Yelp. They can go to an actual automotive appearance website, read reviews, ratings, and uh, be referred to somebody in their neck of the woods that does everything they're looking for. Yeah, that's really cool, um, I think. And so I, I get it. I want people to listen to this stuff because I, I feel like I'm asking direct questions to these, to these guys and calling out stuff that they've heard on forums and things like that. The one thing I've always had, because I don't, I, I don't know your school. I've never been to your school. And because of that, I won't speak on it because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been there. I do want to go there in December. We talked about that and go visit it. But one thing I've always had massive respect about is your, your SEO. I mean, I, I'm into that, the online marketing world. I see the SEO that you guys have. I don't know if you want to talk about how much effort you've put into that or, or your strategy on that a little bit, but look around, type in debt repair training or debt repair in LA. You guys are, you're there a lot. And that's super important um, when you're trying to build a business is showing up when someone Googles something. Um, have you specifically tried to, to um, and this kind of ties into the mobile text direct thing because Clearly, you guys have been good at SEO. Do you have thoughts on that? Have you, is that something you've pushed yeah. for a long time? Or what do you want to say yeah. about that? You know, we, we talked about giving back and helping technicians generate work. One of the things that we've determined through training many thousands of people is not everybody is going to be successful. You can put somebody through uh, auto mechanic school. You can send them to college. You can send them to body shop, uh, UTI a diesel mechanic, anything they do, not everybody's going to be successful in life. But trying to minimize that and help people, the shortcoming we've determined isn't the technical ability of people coming out of school. They're always going to enhance their speed, their confidence and proficiency if they stick with it. What their, their issues are is exposing themselves to the public, building a website, having it professionally uh, search engine optimized with SEO, um, having the proper estimating capability that we provide them with a partnership with Mobile Tech RX, um, getting uh, leads for retail paying customers through Mobile Tech Direct. These are all things that we are enhancing our training programs with and providing to our customers so that they have more chance of, of success and less chance of, of business failure. Yeah, Matt, but, that's, that's huge. I mean, I, I, if people that follow my podcast understand that I, I know that's so important because that, that's kind of, that's essentially the niche that I try to fill, to be perfectly honest with you, is that so many people come out of training in uh, all these different places, uh, maybe not in Dinking now, I'm not sure I was fully aware of that, but they come out of training and they go into the real world and they don't know what to do. <laughs> they don't know business entity, like starting from the very beginning, business entity, uh, insurance that you need, and then marketing, website, SEO, actual sales. Like, how do you go yep. sell to someone in person? All those things. That's that's the niche that I actually try to fill in the industry because I feel like it's missing so much. And so many people in this industry are just technicians right. and not businessmen. And it's hard to be both, to be perfectly honest. It's, it's, it's hard to wear it's, it's hard to wear multiple hats, but. You have to if you're going to be successful in paintless and repair. Yeah, it's you, you got to be able to deal with customers and estimate that car uh, with confidence and, and, and price point specific. Mm -hmm. You got to be on on target. You got to know what your competitors are doing, mm -hmm. and you know having a, a thorough understanding of how to set up your business, what legal entity, the proper insurance to have with a GL, and yeah. making sure you've got automotive coverage under a business policy and not a personal line. There's a lot of little things and lots of things that we cover that are proprietary to the business in our business marketing classes that we teach weekly here at Dinking. But going, cool. back, going back to SEO, SEO is, is a funny thing. You don't just click your fingers and Google puts you number one on Google. They've got what they're called spider bots and they crawl your website and they look at everything from the basics of uh, meta tags and alt tags and h1 tags and content and there are sites that say the word paintless dent repair training forty thousand times on the page in white with white 
with a white background, Google picks that up. And yeah, I've always said, like, if you think you're going to outsmart the Google. biggest company in the world, like, come on. Not <laughs> come on. You know, tell me if you agree with this. Google, the, the, the success of Google's search platform is based on them providing the best content for their users. The, 100%. I've put it this way to as many people as will listen to me that will yeah. let me coach them about SEO. And I just did a presentation on this the other day. Business is about solving customers' problems. And Google has solved the biggest problem in the history of the world, finding the right information, <laughs> right? If you wanted to find somebody before, how, I don't know when Google came, but 40 years ago, you ask your friends, look for references. It would take you days, weeks, hours to find this answer. And now you just go into the thing, uh, you know, dent repair in Sacramento and Google gives the best answer to that. And so basically what I, the way I think about SEO is like, I'm trying to give enough information to Google so that they determine that I'm the best answer to that question. That's, That's it. the way I see it. So very, almost exactly the same. I different words, but yeah, basically say the exact same thing. Yeah. There, sure. There's no way to manipulate the system. No, you got to give Google what they're looking for. So their customers get what they're looking for. Yeah, hundred percent. They're the medium of it. They're the they're the they're the the word of mouth um, center <laughs> that happens like this, right? And so you just got to give them all the good information so that when people ask for it, Google's like, oh yeah, this guy's the best for you, right? That's the way. That's the way I I kind of interpret it. So I totally you, agree. You, you had said that you're going to come down in December and visit us. I, yeah. I I'd like to shout out to everybody out there. I mean, I, I know a lot of people in the paintless dent repair industry. Uh, James does as well. All our graduates know this to be true. We offer unlimited training. If anybody goes through a, a designated training program with us, we'll, we'll offer additional training at no cost. We offer certification at no cost. We offer uh, tours and invites, open houses for people to come down anytime. We do car clubs on the weekends. We're doing a lot of free work for veterans um, on their cars. So if anybody ever wanted to see what dinking is about, just come on down. You know, we've got a school in South Carolina, Springfield, Missouri, Denver, Colorado, Dallas, Texas, New York, and California. So when you think about the amount of people that we're training, you got six schools. We've been in business for 30 years. The internet is a powerful place. So when people want to voice a, 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 a dissatisfaction, they've got a platform to do it. And you'll find that that platform is not so large with negative things about our training for people that have gone through the program. You can have a competitor write bad things about Corey and the awful debt repair that he does. It's terrible. But because the guy behind a keyboard says it doesn't make it so. When you get hundreds of graduates that have gone through and they share their experiences in detail, you've got to watch our videos on our website and, and go to YouTube channel and, and check out our YouTube channel. It's all there for everybody to see what we're really all about and the type of uh, care and character that our people have because our customers are everything. We know that. If they're not successful, we're not going to be successful. So their success has truly been our success. And we, we tackle that straight on on every aspect from the quality training, the quality tools, the quality lighting, and, uh, of course, the, the business training that we give as part of the component of the hands-on training. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, something we went on several different tangents and something I did want to ask about. So it's, I'm kind of just going to like hard stop and go to that now. Sure. But you guys are a dent company still that fixes dents. Yes. James, you yep. still fix dents, right? Yep. I believe. Right? Can you talk about that? Like, if you don't mind sharing, like, this, like how many people you have, like, do you suggest LA or do you have dent guys fixing dents in all those other six locations too or what how does that incorporate it into the that's under dinking also right talk about that i don't, I don't even know are, anything are you about talking it. about just like technicians that actually work for us at service retail yeah. is that, is that what yeah you have a you have a dent repair company that has technicians that fix wholesale body shops maybe car washes still yeah. retail how, how many how big is that side of dinking uh shoot, how many how many texts do we have now we've got We've got a lot of sex out there right now. Dinky Express generates the leads. And I filter it out to guys that worked for my company in the past. So they're not W-2 employees of Dinking. They're graduates of my program. They worked for Dinking for 12 years. 
And I handed some of my key employees um, key accounts when I was transitioning out of the wholesale world because mm. I no longer wanted to service the dealerships. Mm. I wanted to provide the training. Uh, we were really passionate about that as a family and help people generate the business. So we gave uh, many of our employees, 275 of them, uh, we had a job training contract with the Clinton administration to train unemployed men and women that were drug addicts, alcoholics, single mothers, and unemployment was very low during the Clinton administration. So the people that we were training were really less fortunate people in the big scheme of things. And we had a contract to train 600 people over a year, 50 people a month. And when we did that, I said, I can't have my hands in the wholesale retail training and, and contract training with the government. So we basically gave many of our, our employees the accounts they were servicing. So these relationships that I have with them continue today because we're all friends. And the advertising and promotion that I do for Dinking Express in Southern California gets filtered to all of those technicians. So I'm not going to say we're as large as 275 technicians, but I'd say we're upwards of 100 guys that do work for Dinking. And any employees? Yeah, uh, we've got uh, dent 27 repair employees. employees 27, 27 employees. That's a lot. Yeah. For dent repair, but, that's a that's a lot. That's a big number. I yeah. mean, it is. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know a lot of companies around the country and 27 W2 employees. I'm trying to think of find a comparison. I'm not sure that I can, to be honest with you. Um, that's it was pretty a- cool. Yeah, well, yeah, they they have they have the hundreds though. <laughs> That's not even good. They're way way past the twenty seven. But yeah, I mean, as far as like another company that has twenty seven employees, I don't know. Is it all LA or is it is it spread th- throughout the other training facility locations or South, throughout Southern California? Yeah, throughout Southern California, twenty seven employees. Nice. That's pretty cool. And you guys are and they're and you, so d- Dinking is the training, and then Dinking Express is the PDR company. The Dinking Training Institute is training the training arm. Yeah. And uh, Dinking Express is the retail wholesale arm. Very cool. I did not know that. That's awesome. But then you have a bigger reach. You're saying that you you bring in leads and get, give them away or you, you 1099 yeah. contracts to them or you're just like, here's leads. Here's leads. So, Corey, you go on mobiletextdirect.com. Yeah. You basically fill out a, a, a questionnaire, you upload your logo, you fill out all the required fields and your business would be promoted on our website and anybody in your region of the state of California and the yeah. Sacramento area would find you, would contact you directly. And we do that at no cost. You know, if part of my, my, my focus is SEOing the heck out of that website. Sure. Because as more and more technicians sign up, that basically litters the United States with PDR technicians by zip code and area code and by region. And as more and more people go out there and do this, they're going to be getting more and more work. Very neat. And that's ready to go now. You said it was in beta. It yeah. was in beta, but it's not in beta anymore. Yeah, it's, you know, I basically, we put boilerplate, you know, sign up for free for one zip code, sign up for nineteen ninety nine for 10 zip codes. I've got to go in there and change it for the multiple zip codes. Yeah. So that's why I say it's in beta. There's still some things we're changing with pictures and some content behind the scenes and some SEO, but it's ready to go. Hey, James, real quick. Um, you still fix dents. Yep. Right. Do, do all the trainers still fix dents? Every single one of them. When do you train? When do you fix we dents? Train, we train Monday through Friday, seven to four. We when fix when dents, do you fix uh, dents? We, we book a lot of, we book, we do book retail here at the training center. And so we'll bring in a lot of instructor led like demos on a retail customer where my students get to sit and watch. We'll and book they, it during lunchtime. We'll have guys wait after class or stay. You want to stay a couple hours after I've got this retail customer coming through and they sit there and I'm walking them through a dent and my customers just sit there waiting, you know, or they'll leave their parts, you know, so the next day uh, I push on the weekends. I do a lot of stuff after work, but we have to, in order to keep showing the stuff that's out there, we have to keep training. I encourage that across, you know, for all my instructors. I mean, we'd be dumb not to. 
Yeah, the, the okay, easy stuff, if we get a door ding in here, we'll let the students work on the door ding with the supervision of James or Yeah, Sal just not, not or, to mess it up. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and walk them through it. Yeah. Walk them through yeah. it. Yeah. And, and if they can do the work, they'll actually get paid uh, a commission on the work. So Neat. it's not an everyday thing because yeah. they're, they're here to learn paintless net repair. They're not sure. here to do a retail quality dent, you know, week one, two, or three. Neat. That's cool. Um, where do you see the final question um, coming up on the hour here? A question I like to ask just because I think about it a lot and I'm curious. My dad's been in this for 30 years. I probably have 30 years left in this industry because I'm 35. Um, and where do you see the industry going? Where do you see the future of the industry itself? I know you guys are trying to do specific things, but the industry itself, what are your thoughts on that? I think in my opinion, I think the industry is going to continue to grow as long as it has uh, uh, guys that are out there, you know, you know, individuals like yourself, schools like us, other, other training centers and other, under other individuals out there that are trying to more so group us all together and actually do positive for this industry. I think we're going to continue to grow. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, if guys start to, or continue, the, the ones who do continue to listen to the forums and all the negativity, all the negativity, and everything's on there. I think, you know, the, 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 the industry itself won't, won't grow as much. Obviously, you know, we're better together, you know, than we are separated, you know. Uh, there, there's tons and tons of cars that are, you know, still be manufactured and tons of changes in the industry and so on. The tool companies are getting better. The lights get, are getting better. Uh, the new techs coming through are getting even more spoiled than we were way back in the day with all the new stuff, you know. I, I mean, it's just, it's the sky's the limit for this industry. I mean, there's so much more we can do. That's It's like a huge untapped market out there, you know. With us recently being approved to start accepting Pulse 911 GI Bill and, and training veterans, we're having our veterans come through for, for long-term, you know, classes, you know, 16 weeks, 18 weeks, 24 weeks. Oh, that's and cool. they're sitting in our classes, you know, a, a, a tech to come through and train with us for 24 weeks. I mean, could actually be fixing they're, they're leaving, the these guys, <laughs> we, We've got a couple guys out there right now. Uh, one of the guys, uh, you know, Jesse Hall, the debt man, he sent one of his good buddies who was a veteran. Uh, out to us and he's actually went back and he's working for him, you know, and it's like, it's awesome seeing these guys that are, that are coming through for long terms and going right back right away, day one and dealing with some large damage and saying like, cool, you know, this is, this is awesome. You know, this stuff does work, you know? And I think as long as we keep pushing on our end and, and just keep, you know, put our head down and, and just keep doing our work that we, that we're focused on and, and don't worry about all the, you know, the keyboard wars and all the other stuff like we've been doing, you know, it, it's going to be going, you know, in, a, in an upward direction, obviously. Like I said, there's so much more for us to do. Like like James just touched on, I, being fractured as an industry does nothing positive for us as a group. I think if we can unite, I mean, I think about a company like Hanson. Um, what they've done has been absolutely incredible. They took their dad's business and Christina is running it. You got Craig behind the scenes helping out. They're just an incredibly family-run business doing good things. You've got Stucky, and you've got Limited, and you've got Ultra, and you've got A1, and you've got Dentcraft, and you, you've got some players, and you've got Dinking, and you've got B&D. Let's shout out to Mike Thrower at B&D Tools. This guy is an innovator. Have you seen some of his new stuff he's got, Corey? Yeah, I saw some of it recently. Uh, yeah. we're, we're a it's big cool fan. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's making some really high-quality stuff, but Besides being united and, and keeping things rolling as a as a as a industry, as a industry. I I see the industry being consolidated. I see being able to walk into automotive dealer groups like CarMax and AutoNation and some of the large large dealer groups that are out there, Lithium Motors and such, Penske Automotive Group, AutoNation, yeah. Auto Nation, they're looking for the one-stop solution. We yeah. know that because we got a contract that we just signed with Honda Motors and Acura. And doing detail and dent repair and and bumpers and touch-up and ceramic coating and paint correction and interior repairs and windshield repair and headlights. These are the things we teach. These are the things that people learn we believe it so much that we're offering training in six different disciplines when people sign up for PDR training with us, because we know how important those disciplines are to learn because they can do headlights and ceramic coating and paint correction and 
other easy to do things like windshield repair and odor removal while they're learning and mastering PDR. Makes it more valuable. Yeah, I, I've always believed the more, the more things that you, more services you can offer your customer, the more successful you're gonna be. And I see, what's that? Quick, quickly. Quickly. Maybe not quickly. more, I don't know about more, I don't know if it's more success long-term, I could argue that point, but quickly, yeah. If you could be like, hey, I could do your dent and your windshield because you could train a window repair in a week, right? I mean, a to day. be fair, a day, yeah. Windshield it's, it's, windshield yeah. Repair, yeah. I was being nice. Hours. I mean, yeah, put the machine on there, right? I mean, right. I, I don't I do not do it, but I've seen it done enough times. Um, odor but, removal. But, but you're right, though. It is, it is something, some of the smaller services that we do offer are, you know, quicker repairs. So when they do get home and they're and they're polishing their PDR skills and they're on the road and trying to- Because that know, takes time. And so on. They're still able to do some winter repairs and headlight and outer and paint correction, all that other stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think cool. if, as an industry, if we can unite, uh, we're going to prosper. And I, I think, you know, offering more services. I think a lot of PDR guys are coming to our school to learn bumper and touch up. We got detailers that are coming to learn PDR and uh, windshield. Yeah. We're seeing it. So I, I think the consolidation thing is going to be a big push going forward and with dent wizard what they're doing right now they're out there buying detail companies yeah and windshield companies and trying to offer all in one they're, services they're buying, they're buying the industry up interior companies in my area they like now i got these dent wizard interior magic combination trying to come into my accounts it's, it's a real thing it's a it's a real yep. thing if they can come in and say hey i could offer five services you got to send one bill um everything will be good enough like i could i could fight on quality but let's we all know that that's not the only thing that matters unfortunately you know if you want to say it's unfortunate fine but it's not the only thing that matters to a big wholesale company like that yep. um yep. it's a real thing the no next decade is going to be about unity uniting all of us together as a group and consolidation all right there you have it i appreciate you guys coming on thank um, you thanks for having us and uh we will talk soon you bet, man. Have a good day. All Thanks, right. guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach or find me on my website at coachcoreyk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back next week.